Good morning, my peachy friends out there in podcast land. I'm just sitting here doing my morning spiritual practice. I'm actually reading a book, and it's called The Power of Now, and it's a guide to spiritual enlightenment Enlightenment by Eckhart Tolle. I was actually turned on to a lot of his writings through um, Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> so I was watching a lot of her shows and she, you know, has had quite a journey. She's had to overcome a lot of trials and tribulations in her life and, um, you know, a lot of childhood trauma. And so I believe, you know, she really has been a seeker of, you know, how to heal her life. Um, and, you know, there's so many religions in the world and everyone's seeking spiritual enlightenment. And one of the things that um, had happened to me in my life when I was younger was, you know, I was always seeking, trying to be happy all the time. But, you know, I, I really kind of came to the conclusion that happiness is something that's fleeting and happiness is something that you chase. And when you really start practicing spiritual principles, you realize that, you know, happiness isn't sustaining. It's not lifelong. What you really truly want to seek is peace and contentment and peace and contentment is sustainable you know so it's almost as if you know everyone wants to be happy but what they're doing is they're looking for a high they're looking for something to chase they're looking for pleasure right and that's something that's fleeting but if you really you know get grateful, you can have perspective, if you have daily rituals in your life that can keep you grounded, you feel a deep sense of peace and serenity. And it's not something that just, you know, you can push a button or turn a light switch on. It's something that you have to practice over and over and over, day after day, be consistent year after year. And eventually you cultivate in your life peace and contentment and serenity, just like a garden, you know, like the weeds, they're going to grow automatically. But if you want to cultivate roses, right, it's not going to happen overnight. You know, you have to till the ground, put fertilizer down. Um, you have to water it. You have to prune the roses, make sure pests don't get in and, and ruin it. And that's kind of like, you know, your mind and your spirit, you know, you know, your spirit is like a garden you till. Now, every single day, you can be ungrateful. And I believe that all suffering comes from being ungrateful. I mean, that is just the core. I mean, if you think about it, when you're worrying or you're in fear, just stop in that moment and think of what you can be grateful for. So if you can stop in that moment and really think about what you're grateful for, that really gives you a sense of peace. And and, and that's where joy starts coming from. It's just being able to be joyful, you know, to cultivate that gratitude. And gratitude leads to prosperity and um, peace and contentment. And um, it's something that you have to cultivate. You have to train your brain to be that way. 
So one of the things that I wanted to do for you guys, because I'm reading The Power of Now, A Guide to Spiritual Enlightenment. Actually, one of my son's best friend's mother gave this book to me last Thanksgiving, and I just started diving into it again. And it says in here, true salvation is fulfillment, peace, life in all its fullness. It is to be who you are, to feel within you the good that has no opposite, the joy of being that depends on nothing outside itself. Um, And it says, true salvation is a state of freedom from fear, from suffering, from a perceived state of lack and insufficiency, and therefrom from all wanting, needing, grasping, and clinging. And... That is so true because, you know, my life, I've always been surrounded by, you know, addicts because that's the culture we live in. (laughs) You know, America is like one of the biggest consumers of drugs, I think, besides Brazil, you know. And so we live around a lot of addict mindsets. And, you know, so I made a list of what is an addict mindset and what is a sober mindset, you know, and, you know, if you have a sober mind, you're content. If you have an addict mind, you're chasing, you know, you're, you're chasing for something that is a high, right? And so that's why it's so important to learn to train yourself and how to be sober, peaceful, and content because, Addiction is just the disease of more. So it's the disease of more and it's a lack of gratitude. That's all it is. Because if you're grateful, then you're not constantly "Ah, more, 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 you know, because you don't know how to sit with yourself and be by yourself, you know, and, you know, to learn to sit with yourself and be with yourself in silence, you can really, you know, develop a spiritual practice of meditating and just breathe, <laughs> you know, just, just breathe and just say nice things to yourself. You got to start cultivating your mind and your spirit, you know, and, um, you know, some of the things that I believe a sober mind is, is when, you know, you can go from surviving to thriving, from chasing to building, from looking for a quick hit to investing looking for a high to peace, having a lottery ticket mentality to long-term thinking, looking for the easy way, adopting hard work, right? Impatient, patient, frustrated, content, ungrateful, grateful, living unconsciously, living consciously, being distracted, being focused, right? Drifting in life being goal-oriented, blaming people, taking responsibility, pride and ego, humility, open mind, greed-driven, purpose-driven, self-abuse, self-care, right? So, um, you know, so I I made this long list, (laughs) you know, because I've been so curious about, you know, addiction all my life, you know, because it's just surrounding us everywhere we go. 
And it's in our families, it's in our workplace, it's in our churches, it's in our institutions, it's in our sports. You know, um, addiction is everywhere and addiction is destroying families, it's destroying lives. And, um, you know, and what it is, is, you know, the core of addiction the root, the root of addiction. So it's like the base of addiction is fear. And then you come up just a little bit more and it's being ungrateful, right? So the base of it is fear and just a little bit above it is being ungrateful. So if you can start learning to be grateful, then you can get down to the fear. Right. And like a lot of people say, is fear, false evidence appearing real. So in life, what life is, life is for being active. Life is for living. Right. So you either have to get busy being active and living your life and having healthy habits, or you're going to get busy destroying your life and having unhealthy habits. Right. So you have to make a choice. So you're either going to decide to build your life up or you're going to decide to live it unconsciously, being distracted. And, you know, in life, what you do is life is about growth. So you have to grow in life. And if you're not growing, you're dying. So it's a choice, you know, if, you know, you know, if you're depressed, you have to actually get up and start living life. You have to start facing your fears. And as you start facing your fears, then that fear goes away. <laughs> and now you're in a new space. And then there's a new challenge to to face. And that's what life is, you know. It's like going to the next ledge of the mountain you're climbing. And once you get to that ledge, you know, a new level, a new devil, as they say, and you have to overcome that fear. And then you have to, you know, you get used to that new environment and now it's on to the next level. And, and that's how life is. And I just think the best thing you can do is embrace it and just keep growing. Because when you decide to stay stuck, that's when addiction comes out and suffering comes out. You know, life is for the living and life is for activity and life is for, you know, learning and growing. And so um, it just really pains my heart to see um, so much addiction in the world. And at the same time, you know, um, I've been to 12 step programs. I've done, um, you know, I've read a lot of books about, you know, codependency. And one of the main things that I read in, in codependency and learned about is it's not your job to fix, rescue, or save anyone. That's not your job. Everybody has to do their own work. And every time you save somebody from their rock bottom, you're just enabling them from learning that lesson that they need to learn. And so I think that's the, always been the hardest thing for me to do because I'm definitely a fixer, a saver, <laughs> and a rescuer. And so I have to be very mindful of that. And so that's why I have um, a spiritual practice that I get up every morning and, you know, I meditate and I pray and I try to, you know, go over what's meaningful to me, what's valuable to me and how can I achieve my goals for the day and, um, and then also, how can I make sure that I stay true to my values and what I believe and not let anyone throw me off of my path? So, 
Um, and that's what addicts will do because they're, they don't have a purpose yet in their life and, you know, they're chasing and they're, they haven't ever just stopped to try to build something meaningful. You know, I think I did a podcast on building instead of chasing and in life, it's so important. It's like one of the things I think I just wrote down a quote is that, you know, you can build a legacy or you can spend your life chasing shiny objects. And that's basically what, you know, being an addict is, is that, you know, you don't have any spiritual principles. So you don't have the spiritual principle of patience to say, you know what, I want to go to school and be a doctor. It's going to take me seven years. So I'm going to probably have to get a couple of roommates and I'm not going to be able to go out with my friends on the weekends anymore. And I'm going to have to study and I'm going to have to live under my needs. But for, if you can sacrifice for those seven years, then the rest of your life is going to be, you know, really super fabulous. And, um, cause you're building something for yourself and, um, you know, and that's, where, you know, peace and serenity comes like, you know, because it's not like you're out here chasing, you know, you wake up and you're just like, oh, oh I have no money. I'm back to zero. And now I have to run some hustle on somebody. I got to use and manipulate somebody because I don't believe in myself. I don't have enough self-esteem to know that I can get out here and manage my emotions all day long to be a person of value. So it's just like an extreme lack of self-esteem, self-love and a lack of spiritual principles, you know, and the thing is, is that there's no button to push to get them. You have to work and you have to cultivate them every single day. You know, I definitely believe in redemption and I definitely believe, and I'm optimistic and I have hope and it's, it's a practice. If you want to have patience, well, you got to, it's a practice. You have to develop that skill. (laughs) you know, whatever it is, if you don't have something, you know, if you want to learn to be sober, that's a practice too, you know, so you have to challenge your negative thinking, you have to build up healthier habits, you know, and then, and then eventually you can get to where you want to be, but nobody's going to do it for you. You have to do your own work. So, you know, those are just my thoughts this morning. Definitely wanted to talk a little bit about addiction, um, because it's something that, all of us Americans are have to deal with and it's really ravaging our communities. And so, you know, I like to talk about deep uh, conversations and have, you know, deep conversations. So I hope everybody is safe and well, and I'll talk to you guys soon.